Hello friends, welcome to another edition of Untorn. This is Jay Trainer sharing with you from Studio 14B, the Untorn motto, Broadcasting Life, Broadcasting Love. Enjoy these next few moments seeking out these realities from God's Word in our time together. And now, on to the podcast. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is good to be with you guys. This is Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love. Uh, We're doing some rebranding with this as well, Um, also known as uh, J Trainer Live over on the Facebook side of things. You are watching uh, or listening uh, to this live recording, uh, live on location at uh, Church Radiant. And you can see in the background some of the the setup that we have here. Uh, We are a small community of faith, but when it comes uh, down to it, we certainly love Jesus and we want to ultimately see uh, Jesus move in power and in awesome ways uh, amongst this community and amongst the area of Rochester, New York. I, I see a couple of people that are that are chiming in already. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of this, uh, again, Facebook Live broadcast. It's, it's my first time back at it in over a year. Uh, when, when things become routine in nature, uh, as opposed to having a passion and a reasoning for ultimately doing it, um, it's very easy to get stuck in a rut. And that's where I was about a year ago uh, when I stepped away from doing Untorn. And we're gonna, I'm going to be doing this again. Uh, just not sure the frequency or how often as of yet, but figured, you know what, it's, it's April Fool's Day. This is not a joke. Uh, it's good to go live once again. And hope and pray that uh, you are ultimately blessed um, in this time. So, where are we going today? Uh, I'd like to share with you uh, an abbreviated version of my sermon that I shared yesterday uh, here at Church Radiant. That's why I'm broadcasting here, uh, just because it's it's a comfortable place for me uh, to share. And how I started yesterday was by prayer and then diving into uh, a sermon titled um, The Shallowness of Self. We've been on a series here as of late at Church Radiant called What Must Die in Order That uh, Christ May Live, and uh, had the chance to speak last week and also have the opportunity uh, a week ago Sunday and also had the opportunity to speak yesterday. And and we're on this uh, idea of what does selfishness look like and, and how oftentimes we try to find comfort in the midst of um, our selfish endeavors, our selfish efforts. And maybe you can relate to that, maybe you can't, but I know for me, it is something that um, I have wrestled with. It's something that, that I look at in the mirror and think, wow, how, how much of my life is ultimately uh, pointed into the direction of Jay's will as opposed to uh, surrendering and yielding to what God's will is for my life. And so yesterday, I started off with prayer, and I started off reading a journal entry, uh, something I wrote on Friday. And I'd like to share that with you, if that's all right, and then we'll get into uh, some scriptural content and and talk about it for a couple minutes together. Uh, let me pray and then we'll dive in. So God, I, I, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this wonderful and awesome opportunity to uh, read your word and to share some life moments with those that are on Facebook right now. I pray, Jesus, that this would be uh, a wonderful opportunity for, for people to 
uh, draw closer to you, for me to draw closer to you, for not, uh, for not having me depend on, upon myself, and, and ultimately, Lord, helping us learn what it means to uh, lean into you, not just in our times of need, but also in times of celebration. Uh, and so, God, may you get all the glory for it, and uh, may you uh, move as you desire. Uh, thanks, God. Pray this in your name. Amen. So, let me read this journal entry to you real quick. Um, it's, it reads as follows, and I read this in church yesterday too. Uh, I cannot believe how much worry controls my life. It impacts my decisions. It impacts my focus. My desire is for others to ultimately like me, and as a result, I become consumed with the mission and the idea of trying to make people like me. I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but it's certainly something that is uh, relevant, at least in my world. Uh, not only is this a, a mask that I wear, it is an intentional change in ultimately trying to find joy and contentment in uh, to who God has made me to be. I've, I've substituted out this contentment and joy that God has desired for me and gone after other uh, endeavors of trying to allow other people to uh, like me. And it's almost like, uh, it's almost as though I'm going down that mission and that road as opposed to uh, surrendering and yielding and saying, you know what, Jesus is the one who loves me. Jesus likes me. So continuing on, uh, it feels like, as my friend John would say, it feels like bluffing. Uh, this worry tells me to put on the mask and wear it proudly. It lies to my inner self saying that I am never going to be good enough in who I am unless this mask is ultimately attached to me, fastened to my face in the right manner. Never mind believing what Jesus says about me and ultimately his opinion. I wear this mask to build up myself. I wear this mask to pretend to build a platform. I try to impress others and I even am thinking that I'm doing so. To top it all off, I even feel like I'm impressing God. As though I could perform or do anything in an attempt to impress the king of the universe who made me and delights in what he made. Over time, I've grown tired of attempting to build impressions. It doesn't work. I wonder what life would look like if I lived it carefree. I wonder would there be more enjoyment and also having a childlike faith. I wonder what would happen if I lived in an environment where this happened with others. What if it were celebrated? What if it were celebrated, what if I were celebrated in my weaknesses, in my failings, and in confessing sin? What if this environment embraced and welcomed me, even in all my troubles and even in all my doubts? And why has the desire to impress others become so consuming and obsessing deep within my framework and within my context of life? In all this, God knows my needs even before I can identify them myself. God even loves to supply these things even when I am blinded to his provision. Why? Because God is invested in me. God cares that his grace would be experienced within me. He isn't about a failed investment or an experiment gone wrong. He ultimately adores me. There is nothing shallow about that reality. So, the journey of worry leads to a conclusion that is centered on self. 
It's shallow and contained within the confines of superficiality. Those who reside in this place need not be shamed, for this only produces more of the same. The journey of grace, however, puts it all back on God. Shame diminishes. Shame goes away when God shows up. A carefree, childlike, overjoyed, revived person emerges. What was once seen and viewed as embarrassing actions become a new way of expression. What was once a closing off of self for isolation's sake becomes a way for bold freedom to ultimately emerge. Vitality, life, freshness, zeal, and passion emerge. Victory is found and confidence in Jesus is restored. Healing and forgiving, it all happens. I'm needy, and I am welcomed to share this need, this neediness with others. Alone, I stand incomplete. In grace, I express this neediness. It might cost me something, but the risk is ultimately worth it. Some may fail me, and, but others are going to walk with me, next to me, alongside me. They won't see me as an inconvenience, oftentimes as I have seen myself. They won't see me for my weaknesses. They already see Christ within these weaknesses. They see the opportunity to join within this journey for new courage, boldness, and risk-taking with me. Why? Because at the foundation of it all, it has always been about Jesus, and it always will be. So those are some thoughts from my journal as it relates to taking risks, as it relates to this idea of shallowness of self. And I'd like to share with you out of scripture, out of Mark chapter 5, real quick, a, a snapshot story of someone who hit a rock bottom moment, tried to find a sense of healing in their own way but ultimately had to surrender to Jesus. So if you would join me in Mark chapter 5, we're going to read about a woman who touched Jesus' robe, touched his clothing, and was ultimately healed. So join with me in Mark chapter 5, starting at verse 24, reading of the New Living Translation. It reads as follows. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything that she had to pay them. But she had not gotten, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you, 
How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. I think when it comes to the shallowness of self, I think the first realization that needs to happen is, uh, I, I need help. Uh, I, I need Jesus. That's really what it comes down to. In all of our lives, desperation will happen at different points in the journey. And the circumstances that make me different are, or that make, make me desperate are going to be different than the circumstances surrounding your life. And if you look at the story also, uh, this woman tried many different ways ultimately to try and find healing, and yet it was not done. For whatever reason, whatever the situation may be, uh, the doctors that she went to, she owed money to over the course of that time, and it cost her. It cost her livelihood. It cost her reputation. It cost her so much. And for whatever reason, healing didn't happen at that point in time. And I wonder how often we've tried to take healing into our own hands and by our own efforts. She attempted to trust these different individuals, but uh, for whatever reason, just the, this constant letdown took place. It transpired. And there was a vulnerability that was ultimately revealed in this story that we looked at in Mark 5, verses 24 through 34. There was failure, and the problem continually grew worse. I want you to think of maybe a time in your life that you can relate to that. Maybe you have tried to find the appropriate help, the appropriate measures, uh, finding different advocates that would stand in your behalf. And, and there's, there's wisdom in that. There's a certain level of understanding that we need to find help from others at different points. But the first person that we need to go to, the first person that we should ultimately lean into in any point in life is Jesus. And we can't escape that reality. We must not neglect that relationship, that opportunity. And I'm not saying that we should earn it or try and work for it, but there's something to be said about going to Jesus first for the, for the right mindset, for the sake of wisdom. Because Jesus hasn't failed. He won't fail. Now, our circumstances might tell us differently. But as this first point that I'm kind of elaborating on in terms of I need help, I need Jesus, points to the end of self. There's an end of self that needs to happen. And in this woman's case, she came to the end of it. She came to the end of herself. And that's where she began finding healing and life in Jesus. Second point that I'd like to highlight with you is this, this approaching Jesus, this whole idea of reaching out, out for help. And there's this extension that happens where this woman says, I'm going to extend myself and ultimately lean into what Jesus uh, has ultimately for me. I need to lean into that reality. And we always will look to someone for healing. We will look to someone ultimately for power. And we are going to look to someone or something 
who has authority over our affliction. And if we try to, again, manipulate or make it about ourselves, we are missing out on the main point of relationship with Jesus. And so we have someone, again, that we can come to the end to of ourselves, we can come to the end of ourselves, and then, and then, we can begin to ultimately reach out for help and extend ourselves to say, Jesus, would you fill me up? Jesus, I need you. Jesus, would you come? Jesus, you have the authority. Jesus, you have the power. And there's something about this Holy Spirit-filled power that oftentimes I miss out on, and maybe you do too. Maybe you can relate to that. I don't know. I certainly can because I miss out. I need the reminder at times that says, you know what? Holy Spirit is alive. Holy Spirit is active. There's different interpretations and understandings of what the Holy Spirit does or doesn't do. But in the end, I need the Holy Spirit. So, third point is Jesus puts this woman on the spot. There's this on-the-spot moment, and on the spot for you and for me is this question. Do we believe that faith really conquers fear? Fear says to remain isolated, to remain alone, to journey through life by yourself. Faith says to walk in the opportunity and in the confidence of being with God. It's not about who we are alone, but whose we are in belonging to Jesus. We are always going to serve something. And whatever is chipping away at occupying the space of my heart or your heart, that's ultimately what we are going to be consumed by. We are going to be consumed by wanting to serve or please these different areas that are ultimately looking for authority in our lives. And we are put on the spot by Jesus at different points and asked that question, do you really believe? And it's not a, a shaming question. It's not a question that is meant to make you or me feel diminished in him. But it's really asking the question of, do we believe that he has the authority? And for me, I, I want his authority and power to be at work. I want to operate in the ways of faith. Because when I operate in the ways of self, I just find more shallowness. And that doesn't really get us any, anywhere. Sorry about that. Uh, had a phone call come in, and of course it rang into my iPad. Thank you so much. So we are still live here, and it's important to remember, it is important to understand that faith conquers fear. Faith conquers fear. And Jesus wants us to be plugged into that reality. And so the fourth and final point is this. Circumstances have a lot of power. 
They do. But they don't shape God's will for your life and for mine. Circumstances that I face, circumstances that you endure, uh, they, they, they can be difficult in nature. But, but when these circumstances pop up, they are not meant to ultimately hold us back. We need to press forward in what God's will is for uh, our lives. Mockery will happen. Jealousy takes place. Jesus continues to speak life over all these different voices. And when he speaks, when he wants to shape us for who we are, guys and ladies, I can't help but say and believe, you know what? That has more authority than anything that is around me that wants to cause fear. So I encourage you to come to the end of self and to extend yourself ultimately to reach out to Jesus for healing, knowing full well that faith conquers fear. And finally, that with all the different circumstances, rather, with all the different circumstances and situations that we walk through in life, that Jesus continues to speak life and that his will is for you and for me to ultimately, to ultimately lean into that life. And that, my friends, is today's quick podcast here on April 1st, 2019. And I want to encourage you for the audio version of this podcast. If you would like to uh, chime in, if you would like to download this, uh, feel free to go over onto the podcast app or the Google Play Store, and you can find J Trainer Live right through there if you do a quick search and download this episode. But until next time, my friends, this is J Trainer for Untorn and also J Trainer Live. Uh, you've been watching and listening to this podcast of Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love together. Thanks for tuning in. You are appreciated. You are valued. You are worth it. And God is worth it. And God declares over you that he has made you as worth it. God bless, me. God bless you, my friends. I'll see you next time. Take care.